0: at harrys.com slash rtg that's harrys.com slash rtg for a $3 trial set What's up everybody, welcome back to Remember the Game, it is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank, thank you so much for listening to the show, and this week it is episode 204, and we're talking about an NES game that, I I don't know, I mean I guess it's kind of considered a hidden gem, maybe a bit of a cult classic. It's not the best game in the NES library by a long shot, but it's creative. It's colorful, it's fun, it's fucking impossible, but you can't hold that against NES games or you'd hate like 90% of that system's library. Uh, it's Snake, Rattle, and Roll. As a kid, I played the shit out of this game, and I know not everybody listening to this knows what this game is, but I'm telling you, like, if you've never played it, it's on Rare Replay, so it's available on Xbox consoles. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to emulate stuff, but it's not like it's available anywhere else. Uh, maybe. it's If you like tough weird platformers it's kind of fun it's charming in a ways it's like playing a little saturday morning cartoon it is notoriously difficult i've never beaten it uh frankly i've never come close to fucking beating it but my guest this week apparently allegedly has maybe he's lying For the sake of the podcast. But I don't think that's his style. And I know him pretty well. Because making his Remember the Game debut after 204 episodes. And due to all of your demand. Because outside of my girlfriend. This is the person that I get the most requests to have on the show. It is uh, my younger brother. My sibling. The Luigi to my Mario. uh, My brother Josh is going to make his podcast debut. And this was a perfect game for him to come on the show and talk about. Because we grew up playing snake rattle and roll together all the time. He still owns it. Apparently he still plays it and can still, he says he's good at it. I don't, we'll see. You'll hear for yourself. I believe him. I think I believe him because there's no other way to fucking, no one's ever gotten to the end of this game. I don't know how the fuck else anyone would know what the last half of this fucking game looks like, but he says he's got there and it was really fun catching up with him. He's someone that I've wanted to have on the show for quite a while. It was mostly just looking for the right project, uh, the right game to finally introduce um yeah the luigi to my mario the tails to my son i don't want to call him tails i like him too much to call him tails i hate that fucking guy but either way he's he's finally here we do have a quick talk about uh what it was like growing up gaming together and angry Adam and all that kind of stuff so i know some of you are fishing for the gossip and the behind the scenes family details that you're gonna get a couple minutes of them before we get into snake rattle and roll and we'll get there and all or we'll get to all of that and how did i fuck this up i've done this intro a thousand times How did I screw this up? We'll get there in just a minute because... uh, Oh, there you go. Because speaking of how I fuck shit up all the time, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous Intro. (laughs) God damn it. Usually my, like, segues into the intro are silky smooth, and that one was... Oh, that one was like trying to jump in Snake, Rattle, and Roll. It's almost impo- which we'll get into in just a minute. It's goddamn impossible. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. We talk about video games and stuff like that. Our intro is like the first two levels of Snake, Rattle, and Roll, where it's fun before it just gets incredibly difficult and destroys you. So I recommend listening to the whole thing, but if you're only here for Snake, Rattle, and Roll Talk, skip ahead about 30 minutes, and you'll hit the music, and then we'll be talking... Uh, snake rattle and roll. I have to get my plugs in here. We have merchandise, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, tank tops, all rocking incredible art drawn by my man Joe over at 4545creative.com. You can check out our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. It's a great way to support the show. And this is your last chance. If you're hearing this before July 1st, our 20% off sale that ran the entire month of June to celebrate 200 episodes ends on June 30th. The At the end of, the, I don't know what time on June 30th. So just don't fucking wait till June 30th. Just go today. Uh, um, uh, if you're hearing this after june 30th then there's still merch there it's just you know it's just not 20% off anymore but anyway yeah so there's clothes and stuff over there remember the game, if you're interested it's a great way to support the show and you know if you're like me and you're like i don't care for clothes then you can always just consider supporting us on patreon because for just 2 bucks a month you're going to get two additional podcasts every single week you get exclusive access to my gaming news podcast Uh, game patch every friday where i talk about all the biggest news in modern video games and sprinkling my opinions and some profanity and stuff in there and expansion pass goes live every thursday which is a different show every week we do game rankings we look back at characters and consoles we do comedy episodes there are game reviews and speaking of game reviews this past week on expansion pass we talked about teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge i have waited years ...for a new Ninja Turtles game. It was finally here. It was fucking awesome. And as is becoming tradition here during the intro... ...this is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass... ...my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredders Revenge Review. Uh, The graphics and sound and fan service are all great. We're going to get into all that. But the gameplay is what matters the most to me. As I've said countless times, I don't care how your game looks make it fun and then worry about the rest and i gotta say dude this game plays fucking great it's not as deep as streets of rage but it is much deeper than the old school turtles games it's not just mashing a and b aimlessly the whole time you could play it that way especially on the easier difficulties but they finally put a little bit of seasoning on the steak and gave you a couple of extra moves like that's always been my beef with the old ninja turtle beat-em-up games the ones we all love turtles 2, the arcade game turtles three the manhattan project turtles 4, turtles in time Uh, i've not played hyperstone heist on the genesis but i'm gonna fix that when i get my hands on the cow bunga collection but like i like those old beat-em-ups as much as the next person when i was a kid i played them like crazy but nowadays it's like they're great but they're toenail deep As far as gameplay-wise, if you were standing in a pool of deepness, that water comes up to your toenails. It is basically mash A and B, walk from left to right, beat the game, and move on with your lives. This one throws a little bit more on the plate. So now that's available in our archives. And this week for expansion pass number 117, our topic was voted on by our listeners, by the community and the games I refuse to play ran away with the poll. This is something we've been talking about doing for quite a while. So I'm going to definitively address the handful of games that I'm never going to touch. And I'll explain why once and for all, and we can put the controversies to bed. And if you've been wondering if your favorite game is on that list, I will break it all down tomorrow for expansion pass number 117 so again two dollars gets you two additional podcasts every week instant access to over 200 archived bonus podcasts plus access to our remember the game discord the chance to vote in our patreon poll at the beginning of every month the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts and you're gonna get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like i'm about to do to most of these people a huge thank you to all of our newest patrons there's a couple in here I am going to fucking destroy, but let's give this a shot. James Pelka, Curtis, Dylan Jacobson, George William Lockwood Farnell. Farnell, Dude, if that George, you need to add like an Esquire or something to the end of that. That's a ballin' name. Brybeard, Trevor Roberts, Dougie Boy, My Left Nut. I like that handle. Peetsworth, Reno, Chug, <laughs> Chugbaka. That fucks me up. Jim Johnston, Graham Lexton, Isaiah Whitlam, Jared... Not cannot canauf, fuck me, King Daddy, Whale Oil Beef Hooked, Beef Dingleberry, Colin Burke, My Spoopy Skeltal, Michael Bar Barjudan Barjudana. I hope I said that right, Michael. I have no doubt I did. And uh, so so frito, oh, so frito bandito, dude. That might be the single worst job I've ever done giving shout outs, and I always do a bad job giving shout outs. Those were tough. So thank you all so much. If I mispronounced your name, wear it as a badge of honor and welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And don't forget, 5% of our Patreon is being donated uh, at the end of the year to our Remember the Children 24-hour charity stream for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton. We're already well over a $1,000. We still have half a year to go. uh, So thank you so much. A half a year to go. So thank you very much. Oh, and by the way, if you're hearing this on June 29th or June 30th, and you're like, I'd like to sign up for Patreon and get some of those extra episodes, wait until uh, July 1st. Wait until Canada Day. Because if you sign up on the 29th or the 30th, you're going to get charged the day you sign up, and then you're going to get charged again on July 1st. So just wait until Friday. So that I, don't, I don't want to see you get double dipped on, all right? But there you go. And finally, you can find me over on Twitch if you're interested, twitch.tv slash game. I try to get on there a couple days a week whenever I can. Sometimes I play video games. Sometimes I build Lego. Sometimes I just talk to whoever wants to come hang out with me and tell me that my face looks stupid and all that kind of... It's fun. So come on by twitch.tv slash game if you're interested. All right? That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming-related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge.
1: He blows all right. He blows big time.
0: That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Ah, <laughs> let's blow our first blower this week is astro alpica who wrote in and said hey adam i hope you're enjoying the nice weather since the pandemic started i've really gotten into creative writing it originally started with writing adventures for my D group but soon turned into writing short stories for fun i joined a writing circle to gain feedback on how to improve from professional writers where i live as well as a content creator and stand-up comedian what routines or methods do you use to write comedy or produce your podcasts thanks again for the great content well thanks That was very nice, Astro. Thank you. Uh, You may not like this answer. I don't write very much at all. I know that, like, that's kind of sacrilege to people in my profession, but uh, for the podcast, game patch, I, I just, it's my job. There's no real method, I have a template. Uh, that I use, and I just write out the gaming news every week that I want to read. I read it, and then I react to it. But The Rambling Idiot, Remember the Game and Expansion Pass, all my other podcasts, uh, outside of writing, like, footnotes or copying and pasting the comments of, like, this one that I'm going to have to read verbatim on the show, uh, I really just make footnotes and then kind of just let my voice take me from one point to the next I I'm the same way on stage I don't I used to write my jokes out verbatim I used to sit down and write out every word of my joke and cross it out and I know some comedians still do that but personally I found that uh it's a much easier process maybe someone consider me lazy uh I find it easier now to not write out every word I just scribble down every idea I have and bullet points and stuff and then I just kind of throw it all against the wall and see what sticks um you're not the first person that's asked me about my writing method and i everyone's got their own style so i would never say do what i do or don't do what i do just figure you know experiment uh, with stuff until you find the thing that works for you but as far as myself yeah i i used to write out every word for the podcast and every word of my jokes and uh if i think frankly if you were to listen to you know go back and say listen to episode 20 of remember the game and then listen to You know this week's episode 204. That's four years of difference, and you can hear the difference in my voice from reading off a script and then just talking like I do uh, now. And I certainly fuck up. I certainly, I certainly fuck up a lot more words now, and stumble over my words more, and say a lot more stupid things than I used to when I wrote everything out. But I think it sounds much more organic and uh, and fluent as well. So sorry, maybe that's not more help to you, but I'm I'm not I'm not a great writer. I'm just lots of words come out of my mouth all the time i guess that's the only way i can word it i'm not a great writer though but that's what i found works for me so keep experimenting and uh, you'll eventually you'll find your style, and then once you figure it out, don't worry about anyone else is doing. Just go with whatever works for you, because everybody's different. Uh, all right. Thanks, Astro, for writing in. Dougie Boy wrote in and said, "I know there's a lot of RPG fans in this community, but so far, out of all the RPG fans I've heard you talk about, I've never heard anyone talk about the Breath of Fire series, specifically Breath of Fire, or Breath of Fire, and Breath of Fire Two for the SNES. Breath of Fire Two is one of my most favorite JRPGs to play on the SNES. Period." uh i've never played any of the breath of fire games dougie boy but they have come up people have suggested them i want to say maybe i'm wrong but i want to say the original breath of fire was on one of our patreon polls it just didn't get over the hump but you're far from the only one that has brought those games up in this community for sure i've a lot of people it's i think at this point now that final fantasy tactics is done i think probably legend of dragoon for the for the PlayStation is probably the game that I get the like the RPG that I hear about the most but there's a ton of other ones that pop up and and Breath of Fire is definitely in there no question. So I'm not going to sit here and promise I'll ever get to them but I I definitely they're on my radar. They're on the, they're in the backlog from hell. It's just that backlog is fucking turning into the Stay puff marshmallow man. It's got a got a life of its own. Uh, and speaking of RPGs, Jim Johnston wrote in and said, "Longtime listener and experienced in blowing things other than cartridges. <laughs> I like that. Uh, as another guy who isn't that into RPG, JRPGs, but would like to try one. What would you recommend? I have Xbox and switch, but I prefer to get it on Xbox since I can save a lot of money with the rotating sales, which Nintendo doesn't really do. I'm a big Pokemon fan. And I also like the dragon warrior game dragon warrior games as a kid that were on the game boy uh admittedly jim i'm not the best person to answer this because my rpg knowledge is minimal at best but i will say yeah if you're playing on xbox octopath traveler is a really good throwback rpg and i hear dragon quest 11 is fire but i have not played it but it gets good reviews all over the place and don't hold me to this, but I think they're both on Game Pass if you're playing on Xbox. So those are suggestions. And then if you if you want to talk Switch, uh, apparently, as uh, we just heard, Breath of Fire is really good, and I'm pretty sure they're on SNES Online if you've got an online membership. And I would definitely recommend EarthBound, which is also on SNES Online if you've got an online membership. And Octopath Traveler is on the Switch as well. That's where I played it and really enjoyed it. But if you're looking, you'll probably get it cheaper on Xbox uh, than you'll get it on the Nintendo Switch. Sorry, I don't have more recommendations. It's, RPGs are not... Not my forte, but those are a few that I would stand behind, especially Earthbound. Earthbound fucking slaps. I love that goddamn game. Uh, thanks for writing in, Jim Ryan LPC wrote in and said where do you get off making solid recommendation after solid recommendation it wasn't enough for you to introduce me to Aria of Sorrow or Final Fantasy Tactics you just had to go and suggest playing Tetris Effect Connected in the dark with headphones on while smoking the devil's lettuce god damn I think I transcended time and space I couldn't tell if I was playing along with the beat or if the game was reading my mind I don't know if you can put a price on that experience but you've got my two bucks for the foreseeable future motherfucking right I love that Anytime, you know what every single one of you that writes in and tells me that I got you hooked on Slay the Spire or any single, every, every one of you that write in and tell you that, tell me fucking by all, <sighs> even by my standards, I'm doing bad today. Every one of you that write in and say you, you're hooked on Slay the Spire because of me makes me happy. Every one of you that writes in and say you've discovered Tetris effect connected because of me makes me happy. And if you are a marijuana enjoyer as I am, and as Ryan LPC is for the love of God, I'm telling you, try Tetris effect connected. That is my go-to game when I'm just fried out of my mind. I can just veg out and space out and just go on this journey for hours. And I agree with you because the music does move with the with what you do. But it feels like you're moving with the music. It's fucking trip and a half, man. Even if you don't. Get high. Just play Tetris Effect Connected because that game fucking owns. Uh, I'm glad you're digging it, Ryan. Thanks, buddy. Mecha Robo Hamster wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, I've always wondered. Before playing video games was your job, what was your ideal time to hop on? For me, I've come to realize that late night is the best because it's all quiet and nothing is expected of me. But as I grow older, late nights seem less ideal. Anyways, keep up the good work. Uh, yeah, I was always a late night player as well, Mecca. Normally, before I got into comedy and obviously the podcast and everything... Uh, my routine was I would go to work like everybody else. And then when I get home, I'd have dinner with my girlfriend and hang out with her. And then she's always been, she, she's always had to get up early for work. So she's always gone to bed way earlier than me. Uh, so then she would crash and usually by about seven o'clock, uh, I'm watching either, you know, some kind of hockey game or baseball game. And then, Either when I get bored of that or when it's over, I would fire up vids and play vids till about 11 o'clock. So I just like playing late at night. Same thing. I like the quiet. I like that, you know, I don't have to worry about uh, somebody suddenly showing up or me having to go anywhere or do anything. I can just throw on my sweatpants and grab a snack and just sit on my couch and space out in front of the TV. So I don't play as often at night now because comedy gets me out of the house most evenings. But that is my preferred time to play as well. Uh, Oh, yeah. All day. Uh, except on the weekend, dude, on the weekend, I used to play Splatoon at like eight in the morning because I would play online and just wreck all the fucking kids that were online playing. I would be like, it'd be like watching like the grown man playing street hockey with the kids that could barely walk. I would just destroy. So if you want to play something online that, you know, kids are playing play Saturday morning because you'll rack up the fucking, you'll just look like a beast. I, oh man, my ego, like it was such a nice, and like, I know it's it's like, did anybody you ever see the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer like was taking karate And he was like in karate class with all these little kids and he's just beating on them all. That's how I feel when I play video games, uh, Saturday morning. So fuck yeah. Other than that though, it's in the evening. Uh Badfish wrote in and said, "Hey Adam, loving the show and the Patreon so far. The Game Boy episode of Expansion Pass had me cracking up. Anyway, sorry if this has been brought up before, but I'm new here, and I was wondering when can we consider the Wii retro? I'd love to hear some reviews on games from that era like Twilight Princess and Super Mario Bros. Wii. Cheers, dude, keep up the dope content." Thanks, Badfish. Uh I do consider the Wii retro. Just for general rule of thumb, obviously it's a pretty subjective term, but anyway, I know we've got a lot of new listeners. If you're wondering what I consider retro for the podcast, by my standards, it's PS two, Xbox, GameCube, Dreamcast, and further back. But as I've learned, we have a lot of younger listeners that are in their twenties now, but they were playing the Wii, the Xbox three sixty, the PS three when they were in elementary school and junior high. So to them, that is retro. I think retro is what you played as a kid. Uh so like I played the Wii as like, you know, in my mid twenties, but I know that some of our listeners played it when they were you know, babies, like young babies. So uh, I do consider the Wii, the PS3, and the Xbox 360 generation retro now. And we do cover the odd game for those. The problem with the Wii, I think the only Wii game we've covered on the show at this point is Wii Sports. The problem with the Wii is that I fucking hated that thing. So I just don't know very many of the games. Eventually, just in case anyone's wondering, for Wii game, you're definitely going to get Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy 2 episodes at some point. Probably going to get a Super Mario Brothers Wii episode at some point. 50 50 you'll get a twilight princess episode because i don't fucking like that game very much but i'll probably end up reviewing it uh we did wii sports (laughs) i'm not gonna lie to you off the top of my head those might be the only wii games that have a chance of getting covered on the oh maybe mario kart maybe uh but eventually yes i promise you eventually the problem is that i don't really remember them that well because i didn't play a ton of wii back then and i don't have a way to play them for like a refresher now so it's not that i'm not interested in covering them it's just My knowledge of them is minimal at best. That's all. But we will definitely cover some Wii games moving forward. Bad fish, I promise. And finally, before we move on from the segment, it's letter time. It's letter time. Andrew Wright wrote in and said, Adam, I have to ask for your thoughts on Mario Strikers and the Mario Sports IPs as a whole. I know how excited you were for this game, and we can all agree there's a market out there for fast paced arcade style sports games. Yet here we are with another half baked creation from the company that spent decades releasing complete and polished products on day one. DLC may help mario strikers as it did with mario golf and mario tennis but is the nintendo drip feed philosophy killing mario sports or is it already dead it's a good question andrew the thing is like so i thought mario tennis mario tennis on the wii u was an abomination mario tennis on the switch was rad the only reason i stopped playing mario tennis on the switch was because i didn't want to play with power shots on and i couldn't find anybody to play with there just wasn't an online community uh mario golf i thought was okay and there is an online community but i hated that they dumbed it down and took the third button press out like it used to be the classic start the meter stop the meter stop the meter and now it's just start stop and you're done and that really just turned me off and i got bored of it quickly and i have been playing quite a bit of mario strikers and it's it's fun the gameplay is fun but there's just i think my opinion i think the problem with the mario sports games now is I most of us that grew up with them would agree that either the 64, or the GameCube, I'm, I'm a partial to the GameCube myself, or maybe the Wii was like the golden era of Mario sports games, but we didn't have online back then. They were all about couch co-op. And nowadays nobody does like local multiplayer. Everybody plays online and it's just not the same. And I think that's my problem with Mario Strikers. It's not that it's a bad game. It plays well. It is fun. I don't even care that the single player is so light in content because I bought it to play with my friends, but like, I never see my friends. I don't have my, my friends. I don't see my friends. I never have them over to play shit anymore. Like we used to play Mario Strikers for hours, like four players just sitting on the couch. And now I'm playing it by myself against some stranger online for five minutes with no voice chat. And then it's done. I think that's what's missing personally is it's just, I don't know if those games work as well when you're not playing them in person. That's my person. That's, that's how I feel about them anyway. Uh, I do agree that like they are definitely lighter in the content now than they used to be. I feel like they think they can get away with putting less in it because they've got online. Uh, I don't think they're bad. I don't think any of the three games I just listed—Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, Mario Strikers—for the Switch. I don't think any of them are bad games. There just wasn't enough meat on the bone on any of them to really get me hooked. And uh, I, I again, I just most of my memories of playing those Mario Sports games back in their glory days was multiplayer with my friends and. Uh, I just think that's maybe a bygone era. I think that's the problem with those games, just as much as the the drip feed of fucking content, which is which is which is something too. But I, I think it's more just not being able to play them in person. That's that's my opinion. Anyways. Um Ah fuck, I was so goddamn excited for Mario Strikers. And I hate that I don't love it. I just don't love it. It's okay. It's okay. That's as if you're on the fence about it, I'm not gonna review it uh i would say if you're planning to play it online sure it might be worth picking up look up reviews try the demo but if you're only looking for offline content don't waste your money because there's nothing there it's nothing there's nothing there so there you go all right thank you to everybody that wrote in as always we got to move on let's change things up and get into our smash hit segment the official game show of remember the game industries play one remake one erase one And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third game is a race from time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get there in just a minute. And we're talking an NES title from Rare this week with Snake Rattle and Roll. So I wanted three more NES games that Rare was involved in for contestants row. We have RC Pro-Am, NARC, and Battletoads. And uh, I was a little surprised. 31% of you said to play Battletoads, remake RC Pro-Am, and erase NARC. I'm shocked more of you don't know the game NARC. I really... I got so many people being like, what is that? I fucking... you, Goddamn kid, millennials, sons of bitches. Look up NARC. It was a good fucking game. And if you ever watched Ninja Turtles, the original movie, it's the arcade game they're playing where they're fighting like the skeleton... Unlike the car. Anyways, look it up. It's a, it's a good game. Uh, let's see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Dora Lingus wrote in and said, play RC Pro-Am because I never have. Remake NARC because the original was badass, and if we could get a modern, more open world style, I'd buy it day one. Erase Battletoads because fuck that game, and it's goddamn boogie board levels. I want to yell at you for erasing Battletoads, but I understand the logic, and I'm glad that you knew NARC was badass. That warms my heart. So you get a pass, Dorlingus. I can live with that answer. Uh, Craig Brown wrote in oh craig brown's gonna get lit the fuck up craig brown wrote in and said i'd play narc because i've never heard of it remake battletoads because they did it with streets of rage and battletoads shits all over the original so why not erase rc pro am because although i've never played it generic racing games were everywhere at that time so nobody would notice every single one of you motherfuckers that wrote in and said erase rc pro am because nobody would notice double secret probation get the fuck out of my house that game is the best racing game on the nes i don't give a fuck don't come at me with your off-road ATV 4x4 Bigfoot micro-machine crap it is fucking RC Pro-Am and yes people would notice it would be devastating you know what people aren't going to notice that you're not fucking around anymore Craig because you're on double secret probation get out of my fucking house Master VV wrote in and said play Battletoads difficulty is bigger than the ego of them just a gem I agree with that remake RC Pro-Am one of the most overlooked games that was just sit down and play fun a little polish keep the yellow car the same if you know you know I fucking know erase NARC just because it's at the bottom of the list I see I can live with that if you're like I just that's frankly why I erased the game I erased because I was like I just like the other two games better I can get on board with that King Daddy said play narc because angry censors wanted it canceled and it looks like a good time remake battletoads because of that sweet sweet nostalgia sauce let's make those nostalgic feelings live up to expectations with a lot of modern tlc erase rc pro am because racing games are boring without a twist like road rash had in it that you could bash skulls with chains listen i'm not gonna sit here king daddy and deny that road rash is awesome but rc pro am does have a goddamn gimmick It, it had a twist you were controlling remote control cars that was your fucking twist You get single secret probation for shitting on RC Pro-Am. All of you disrespecting RC Pro-Am, burn my ass. Colin Burke wrote in, finally, and said, I will play Battletoads. Apparently, I'm a bit of a masochist, and I just enjoy repeated failure. I am as well, Colin. Uh, I would remake RC Pro-Am. This was my favorite NES game when I was a kid, and I really love racing games still to this day. I just recently found your podcast and listened to the episode about RC Pro-Am, and I heard you talk about the yellow cargo and ape shit. This was caused by using too many missiles and bombs so it could be avoided. Not sure if this has already been covered. Just thought I'd throw it out there. NARC, I've never played. Haven't missed it so far, so I think I'm good. I... I didn't actually know that about the yellow car. The yellow car is still bullshit either way. Anyone that played R Pro M fucking knows. Fucking goddamn yellow car, son of a bitch. But fair enough, Colin. I I can get on board with your logic. Uh, personally, uh, I don't fuck. Did I fuck up and not put where? Uh, my order I think I had the runner up at 18% normally I have it in my notes I fucked up I forgot to put it this week but I'm going with the same order Jesse Clark did Jesse said I'll play RC Pro-Am because it's fine and fun the way it is and it's always held up I'm gonna remake Battletoads it's fine the way it is but the way it is is stupid hard make it less hard and erase NARC for one reason some reason I hated it as a kid and now as an adult I don't play it because my inner child still hates it and yes I own it but it'll never find its way into my NES I don't agree necessarily with your logic but I do agree with your order Jesse I personally would play RC Pro Am. Because it is fucking awesome and it's still totally playable and rad today. I love that goddamn game. I would remake Battletoads. If you don't know, they made a new Battletoads game a couple years ago and it was sick. But I want more. I love... I want Battletoads to go the way of Mega Man. Just keep pooping them out. I'll keep playing them. I love Battletoads. And I'm going to erase NARC because I like it. But I just like Battletoads and RC Pro-Am better. It's that simple. I just narc just unfortunately finished third in the race and whoever finishes third in the race is fired so sorry narc thank you to everyone that played let me tell you what i've been up to over the last seven days and then we'll finally get into snake rattle and roll uh i've been playing mario strikers like i said Ah, it's in very short doses it's okay but there's not a lot of meat on the bone uh i finally have fired up ratchet and clank the original one Uh, because it won our patreon poll this month turned out it doesn't run very well on the ps3 So I went out and picked up a cheap ps2 now It's running silky smooth and i'm really enjoying it I'm, also playing silent hill 3 because uh, that's a sponsored episode that's coming up and it terrifies me I haven't gotten too far into it yet, but i'm already scared and I i'm ashamed of it But i've relapsed and gone back to slay the spire and it's just I don't play a ton of it I don't play like I used to but it's my at night when i'm tired and i've smoked some pot and I just want to space out on the couch I've gone back to playing a game or two of slay the spire god God Damn it, I love that fucking game. You know what other game I love? Snake Rattle and Roll. Let's talk about it. I always give you a chance to sound off on the game that we're talking about before my guests and I hog the spotlight. And a few of you wrote in, Lord Finish said, Oh my God, finally i'm not taking any credit but i think i suggested this game many moons ago i loved it as a kid it was just a blast especially with a friend back in the day it looked amazing it was like having commodore amiga level cutting edge 3d graphics on your humble nes that they got the difficulty just right it was really difficult but not impossible every death was a learning experience and boy did you die a lot now this was our dark souls anyway i just love this game and everything in it it's an underrated classic in my honest opinion i agree with everything you just said lord finish outside of the fact that this game isn't impossible i think it's god David, possible. Uh, Cornelius Talmage wrote in and said, "Me and my brother had this on the Mega Drive, European release only. We'd play two-player all the time and compete to get the high score, so that the winner could use a rocket launcher or drop an Acme weight on the loser. The isometric view made the platforming parts bloody difficult, though. I agree about the platforming parts. Is that true? I never, I only ever played the NES version. On the Sega version, you could get a fucking rocket launcher. I gotta look up the Sega version of this game. I didn't know that. Uh, Squints." Says, Dear Mr. Blank, my mom was poor as fuck raising my sister and I. We finally got an NES hand-me-down for Christmas one year from Santa, and I was set for life, or so I thought. Once I became an adult, I realized I was not set for life by any means. But one of the games she got for whoever it was was Snake, Rattle, and Roll. I absolutely loved that game. I would lay on my stomach in front of the TV for hours playing it, which might explain why I snap, crackle, and pop every time I move these days. I, fuck, I feel that. I can't wait to hear this episode. This one hits me right in the feelers, and one of these days I'm going to sponsor an episode, and you'll want to hunt me down and kill me, but you can't because you're all the way up north. where there's less likely to be riots and I'm all over the place stay rad blank thank you for calling me blank it feels weird when everybody calls me stuff that isn't blank because that's what that's how I I don't know That just that's what I'm used to being called it's weird uh, thanks, squints. Fuck. Yeah, I love that shit And finally delhi 16 said this game had a special place in my heart when I was a kid My godfather would babysit me and he had it. I would always want to play it just because of the music I never beat it. Hell, I couldn't tell you how far I got but it's definitely a nostalgic one for me Me too delhi the music just warms my heart. You already heard one song and it's time to queue up another one I'm gonna trigger some snake rattle and roll tunes And when they stop my younger brother Josh and I are going to look back on our childhoods and talk about Snake, Rattle, and Roll for the NES, which originally released in North America in July of 1990. Fuck, we're old. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone. Like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but Okay, uh, so (laughs) joining me via the blank phone this week for the first time in 204 episodes is somebody else also on... The Blank Phone, arguably the most requested guest I've ever had for this show, with the possible exception of my girlfriend, who's never coming on the show because she's scared of all of you, so stop asking. And this person, I don't know if he was ever scared of you guys or not, but I finally got him on the podcast. It is my younger brother, the man who has probably spent more time with Angry Adam than anyone in the history of this planet, uh, my younger brother, Josh. What's up, man? How's it going? Oh, not too bad, Adam. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's hot as fuck here but you know it is it is but considering it's cold as fuck for like six months of the year i'll take i have no beef with it i'll take hot as fuck um oh yeah me too so now before you and i started recording this episode and i just want to clarify everybody i called him my younger brother not my little brother because he is much bigger than me so it's younger. yeah Yeah, Yeah, much bigger that was the day i stopped picking on him was the day he got bigger than me then i stopped um (laughs) that's true actually but uh so my brother josh is three years younger than me and just before you and i started recording and we are going to get into snake rattle and roll that's why we're here but i know for a fact that there is a giant portion of the audience that has always wanted to hear just from the horse's mouth that i've not like it's not an act that I'm a spaz at video games now, but that it's something that I unfortunately grew up with. And it's unreal because you and I grew up in the same house playing video games, and you were you never lost your temper like I did.
1: Well, not when you were around, but yeah, you, you definitely did like 100 times more than I did.
0: Yeah, I never remember seeing, like you'd get mad at a game, but I never remember watching you snap Like I used to snap. So I would just like, dude, I'm not trying to put you on the spot and I'm not trying to fucking make you tell stories that you don't have ready to tell. But can you please just affirm to the listeners out there that like it's not an act and that I've always been a bit of a spaz when it comes to video games?
1: Oh, it's not an act at all. Like I remember, actually I remember as a kid, like me getting pissed off at a game would be like getting up and shutting it off and, you know, swearing at the system. You getting mad was, like, throwing the controller across the room. Of course, that was the NES at the time, so it was plugged in. So, half the time, it would freeze when you did that. That would piss you off even more. (laughs) Thankfully, our Nintendo, as a kid, you know, we were in the basement. We had concrete walls. You couldn't punch a hole in that.
0: No. And those those controllers were fucking invincible. Like, the controllers today, you can't throw a PS4 controller, a PS5 controller, an Xbox controller, because they'll shatter, and those things are like 100 bucks. But like Oh, easily, easily. When you and I were kids, that NES controller like I remember we used to hit each other with that fucking like that thing is a little brick. You can't hurt that thing. That'll go through, that'll go still through skin. I have those
1: controllers and that NES.
0: What's that? I still
1: have those controllers and that NES. Yeah,
0: that's so fucked up. I love that. You still have so many of our old games at the house and they still work despite all of the abuse. They still that's fucking old gray mare. She ain't what she used to be. Games today aren't built like they fucking were when we were kids. Well
1: you still got to blow in the damn thing a hundred times to get it start.
0: Yeah but. Oh dude And you know what Just because you just fucking said that I guarantee you I'm gonna end up getting Somebody is gonna send me a message And be like Ah oh, well uh, Technically you're not supposed to blow in the cartridge It's gonna make it work And fuck off Everybody blows in the cartridge Shut up Do you still have our Oh Exactly Do you still have our game genie too?
1: I do but I'm not sure if that thing still works But yeah
0: Fuck, dude. I haven't used it in a long time. Yeah, or like, do you still like? Do you, and like, do you still have the code book for it? Because I guess you look them all up now. Doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I don't think I actually have that code book. Yeah. mom and dad might still have that. Yeah,
0: fuck. Yeah, they probably do somewhere in the basement. Um. Yeah. So like, Josh and I used to play a lot of games together, actually. And like, we'd always you you know half the time it would end up we'd end up fighting, but we did used to play a lot of games together. And dude, I yeah, I remember that game genie was a fucking game changer, man. I loved that goddamn thing.
1: Or let you get the parts of the, you know, the impossible Nintendo games.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, dude, do you remember, and I don't know if you're gonna remember this. Do you remember Sorry everybody, I promise, we are gonna we are gonna talk Snake Rattle and roll soon. Do you remember fucking <laughs> Um I used the game Genie once on Super Mario Brothers 3 and I gave myself a permanent frog suit. And I played through like two-thirds of the game and it didn't matter how you the only way you could die was if you ran out of time or you fell off the screen like enemies touching you wouldn't hurt you and i was playing through the whole game with that fucking frog suit and then there's like one temple i don't remember what level it's in where you have to like run and slide under something and i couldn't slide because the frog suit
1: somewhere but what's that It was probably the ice world somewhere. It might have been. vaguely remember you playing through the game in the frog
0: suit. And it broke the, and I couldn't beat it. And I was so fucking mad. Fuck, it used to make me so mad. And then every time I'd get mad, mom would fucking say I wasn't allowed to play anymore. And then you'd play. And then I'd get even more fucking mad. Fuck fuck I hate video yeah, games. yeah but you pushed me to the side and play anyway goddamn right I would or dude I remember when we would play- <laughs> I don't even know if you're gonna remember this because you're you're younger than me but you and I used to play Super Mario Brothers together and if anyone does it I'm sure everyone knows but like when you would play Super Mario Bros the original Super Mario Bros 2 player uh first player would get to go until they died and then second player would start and then when they died first player would get another turn and like, I could go through three or four worlds without dying. And then when I would finally, t- <laughs> I vividly remember one time you and I doing this and I went three or four worlds and then I died so that, <laughs> so that it was your turn. <laughs> and, then- <laughs> and, then- <laughs> and then I unplugged your controller and that fucking Goomba at the very beginning killed you and you lost your shit. And then I got to go again. And then we both ended up getting kicked off the Nintendo. But I fucking remember it like it was yesterday. You were so mad. <laughs>
1: uh- I can vaguely maybe remember that, but I don't know. You did a lot of stupid shit to me when we were kids in Nintendo.
0: Yeah, I did a lot of stupid shit to you. Period. I did
1: kids. stuff to you too, though. I always shut off the TV on you whenever you're going through some of the hardest.
0: parts. Yeah, yo, oh, you're such a little piece of shit. Yes, you are. And like, I remember, I remember you. I remember you and I got a fight one time. I remember we were playing. We got in a fight, and and you legitimately like two foot jumped and stomped on my head, like on the ground, like, and then you just stormed off upstairs, and I was laying there like, did he just shatter my like? He might have just fractured my skull, and you just.
1: Alright. Again, I remember fuck. doing that actually. That's not even baggy. I, I remember stomping on you. Oh Just my part, God. Like, fucked up
0: eye. Fuck. But- and it might be why my eye. He little fuck. It might be why my eye's fucked up. You're right. Because you jumped on my head. Anyways. All right. Well, <laughs> eight minutes later. Uh, one of the games that my brother and I used to play together when we were kids was Snake Rattle and Roll. And I wanted to cover this game on the show for quite a while. And I was hesitant because I was like, fuck, I don't know if anybody I know. Has played this shitty game, and it's not even that it's shitty. I don't think it's shitty. It's just stupid. Um, oh yeah, it was stupid as hell. It's stupid as fuck. But then when I was like getting ready to record this episode, I was like, "Fuck, you know who I know played this game? Josh, because we used to play it together." So I'll, I'll, I'll ask you first before I start going off on this game. Like, okay, first of all, do you still have it? Yeah, I still have the original copy. Oh, it's fucking sick. Um. Do you? All right. So now the more important question, and there's no wrong answer here. Like, do you like? So, like, there's lots of shitty NES games that people with an NES played just because that was the game they had. I always use Bart versus the Space Mutants as my example. I'm like, it's not objectively a good game, but I love that game because I played it so much as a kid. So I'll ask, like, do you like this game? It's well. I did as
1: a kid now it's just
0: kind of a pain in the ass but yeah
1: I mean (laughs) it was still fun like it was dumb as hell but it was fun
0: it's the thing about it is just like it's so I tried playing it on my xbox not long ago because it's on the there's a, a compilation on xbox called rare replay where they bundle together a ton of rare games and this is one of their games so it's it's on xbox and I tried playing it not long ago and I was like it's It's not without its charm. It is one of the weirdest games on the NES. And it's not without its charm, but, like, it's just... If you've never played it, we'll tell you about how the game works, but the thing I should point out off the top is, like, it's isometric. It's that fucking view from, like, a diagonal... Like, it's almost like you're in the sky looking down on the game at, like, a 45-degree angle. Like, is that how you...
1: Yeah, it was Nintendo's first attempt at really trying to do 3D, and it wasn't really 3D.
0: Oh, God. And the thing, yeah, like, the thing was, like, you played it with a D-pad, that was left, right, up, down. And so, it just fucking... It just didn't feel natural to play it. And, like, it was one thing when you were just moving around on the main ground. But do you remember trying to make some of the fucking jumps onto oh, some... Oh, yeah. Of-
1: After you passed the second world, everything was, like, all these long, skinny jumps that you had to turn in midair. And, oh,
0: and you had to land on, like, the narrowest fucking... Pla- like, illegitimately, there's platforming in this game that's, like tougher than mario platforming but you're doing it with shitty 3d slash 2d angle isometric controls and and both of these fucking snakes control like they're on ice all the time and it just ah and it like you'd fucking i don't know how to like i should hate this game i have ripped way better games than snake rattle and roll But I just have that nostalgia for it. And nostalgia is a powerful drug. Some of the jumps you had to make over like the spikes to land on the narrow fucking platforms and you're in the air and it's like once you jump, you could pretty well move them wherever you want until they come back down. But it is so hard to tell when you're on the platform and when you're over the spikes. Do you know what I mean?
1: Oh, 100%. And they they always put the, the fucking hazards everywhere. And I remember in a few of the levels, there was these stupid little flashing blocks, and if you hit them, it reversed your control in like midair.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I forgot about that. You touched it, fucking yeah. It was like a, it was like a reverse block, and when you touched it, the controls are already fucked. Like the last thing this game needed to do was fuck you around with the controls, and then you picked up these things. I used to turn the controller upside down. Uh, well, oh, that
1: was, that's exactly what I did. I reversed it. So that's what
0: I do too. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, it would like go back and there'd be no warning. Oh, yeah. It was like
1: 10 or 15 seconds or something like that. And then it would just switch back.
0: Oh. <laughs> and there'd be like no warning. And like you said, it almost always seemed like you'd pick it up fucking in the air or trying to navigate like a really skinny fucking platform and then you, oh, and then you'd walk off. Like, whoa. I can feel the rage. Oh fuck. You'd walk off like a platform and then you would fall. And like you said, the first couple levels you were over water. So at least if you fell off the platform, you just landed on the water and you just coast across the surface of the ju- water. Yeah.
1: You could just jump back off as long as the stupid shark didn't get you when they ripped off jaws like hardcore. Oh
0: fuck. We'll get into that too. Cause actually my favorite yeah. thing about this game is the stupid enemies and we'll get into that. But, like, once you get past those water levels, then you're over these fucking spikes. And every time you fall, and there's no... There is no mercy. There's no... You know how, like, some video games, when you get up to the edge of a platform, there's an animation in it where you kind of, like wobble like you're losing your balance on your toe or oh, something. Oh, yeah, not
1: like at that. all on this one.
0: No. And because of the weird-ass fucking 45-degree sky god-view isometric crap camera, it's not even like Super Mario Brothers, where at least it's a side-scroller, and you can see... Exactly how close you are to the edge. You're playing Snake Rattle and Roll and you're like, I have no fucking idea how close I am to the edge. And some of the jumps you have to make in this game, you've got to be right at the edge to make the jump, but you can't tell when you're too close to the edge, and then you fall. And when you fall, it's not like a half a second death and you just keep going. It does that fucking. Oh,
1: it's gonna bring up the stupid scream that oh. you had to hear all the time.
0: And it <laughs> says and it says like, uh and you just have to watch it and then you fucking watch it and watch it and watch it, and then it drop, and then like with no warning, it just drops your snake in right where you fell, right on the exactly, edge of the cliff, on the
1: last spot of land that you were. So if you're right on the fucking edge, you're right on the edge again. If you touch anything, you fall again.
0: Yeah. So if you're like, if you fell and you're like, oh for fuck's sakes, and you didn't take your hand off the D pad or whatever, and then it spawns, and then you fucking, uh, and it just. <laughs> Oh I can feel like The Hulk coming out It just is so Fucking infuriating And we haven't even Gotten into like So if you've never Played this game Other than trying to Make impossible jumps The object of the game Is you control these Like I actually think The concept of the game Is, is Like somewhat Creative and, and Clever uh, That was unique You control these two snakes And they're rattle and roll And one's red And one's blue And basically all you do Is you have to go From level to level um, And you get to Eating they're yeah, eating balls. Yeah, eating balls. Someone's <laughs> gonna fucking take that quote, I'm sure. But that's what you do. They're called nibbly piblies. and and what you do is you 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 make your way from the beginning of the level to the end of the level, avoiding enemies and not falling up uh, and all this shit. But what you do is like these random little balls, these little nib nibbly biblies, nibbly piblies whatever. These little balls will pop yeah, up. Yeah, some will come out of the sewer. Some will come out of machines. Yeah, and they they just come out of all kinds of different places, and it's and and you have to eat them. And as you eat them, you gain body parts. Like, your body gets... You actually start out very creepy. You're just like a weird-looking... It almost looks like a... Head with, like, a ball. Yeah, a, a snake with one testicle off of his head. Like it, just, And then as you eat the balls, your body grows. And then when you get to the end of the level, there's, like, a, a, um, like a weight scale. And it looks like one of the carnival yeah, games where you have to ring the bell. Yeah, exactly. And, and you have to be heavy enough to stand on it to ring the bell and then the exit to the, o- the the level opens and then you have to get to the door and get out but if you're course, not
1: every enemy you hit you lose a piece of tail
0: yeah every time you take any damage you lose a <laughs> piece of tail but you lose part of your body and then you got to go eat more fucking balls to grow a big enough tail to be heavy enough to trigger this bell to get out the door and what is really i think is really dope if i remember correctly because i haven't played it two player since you and i were kids uh, when you play alone, you have to be... You're only one body, so you have to be big enough to ring the bell. But I'm pretty sure when you play two-player, it combines your two bodies.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if you needed, like, five body parts and, you know, player one had three, I had two, it would work. But then if either player took a hit, you both had to run back yeah. and get more balls.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, like, at least if you play two-player, you could together be like, okay, together we're heavy enough, let's go ring the bell and then get the fuck out of here. Um... That you mentioned uh, like these little ball things come from everywhere and I actually think one of the coolest so there's there's red balls, there's blue balls and there's yellow balls and one of the snakes is red like I think it's player one is red and player two is blue yeah and if you eat your own color ball you get more bulk out of it than if you eat the other guy's ball and then yellow yeah, is and neutral then- and it works for both. Um, and it was the best one too yeah the yellow one was the one you'd always go after and so like you could be competitive with each other because at the end of the game or at the end of each level it did this really cool like score screen where you're floating through like outer space and it would show you how many of each color ball each of the two players ate and then you'd get scores and stuff like that um but what i thought was really neat was how in every level the the little balls uh changed just a little bit like
1: oh yeah i know like every level off the heart now of that game exactly what they all do <laughs>
0: okay so then i don't because i don't i remember that like one of them they had feet but like do you remember what other what other ones is there like what do the balls do i don't remember
1: i remember in the first world they just rolled and the second world they were on like springs and bounced everywhere and the third world is the one they had feet the fourth world they like jump through the air and when they hit the ground they turn into puddles and you could not eat them when they were puddles, which made it a complete kind. Oh,
0: right, yeah, they'd, like, flatten, and then you'd have to wait for them to, like, form back into a ball so you could eat them And you again. only get,
1: like, a half a millisecond to eat it before it's out of your range again.
0: Right, that's right, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, then, like, remember the fifth world? They could fly, which was a bastard, and they had wings. Uh, six and seven never had balls, which they're kind of weird levels in their own, and then the eighth, one, eighth level, they were fish.
0: Wait, so what were they, what were they in level six? five and six or whatever. Like how did you gain weight in those ones? I don't remember.
1: And uh, those two levels in six and seven, there was no weight. The door was always open. That's what the bell did. When you rang the bell, it opened the door so you could leave. The whole goal was just to get through the level, but the whole level was pretty much filled with one shot kills, like spikes that come out of the right. ground as you're landing. Right. These giant balls that just fell like Indiana Jones style, and they squished you in one hit. Right.
0: I remember, yeah, that's right. Because I remember I could get to the water level uh, where they were fish once in a great while but that's as far as I could ever get and for all of you oh motherfucker all of you that hey are God, listening to this fucking
1: harder after that. <laughs> yeah
0: you all know how much I hate swimming to begin with add fucking goddamned isometric fucked up weird ass control oh fuck fuck that fuck well, you that you just
1: swam around and mash the living shit out of the, the button that flicked out your tongue and just hope like hell you got them.
0: yeah because there was like depth and it was so hard to tell When Like, it was easy when they were rolling, or even when they were running, or when they would go flat to the earth and then spring back up. At least for the most part, it was easy to tell when you could eat them. But when you were trying to, like, line your body up with them to eat them with the... Oh, fuck me. Yeah, because
1: you can only eat them if they were, like, 90 degrees aligned with your body in the isometric view.
0: Yeah, it was so So. fucking difficult. But I did like how if you ate them and they had any kind of like body part, like feet or wings or springs, you would eat them and it'd be like, it would make the like, and then you would spit out what was left. Uh, I always thought that was so clever. Like they would just go like, and like spit out like two little teeth, like chicken wing, like bones or something. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like the chewy piece or their feet or whatever. Yeah.
0: I always thought that was really clever. Um, And then I liked how one of the power, like to me, the best power up in the game was you could get these tongue extenders because you would start out with this like little nub of a tongue. But if you got all these tongue extenders, fucking dude, your tongue would go like three inches across the screen and you just turn oh, yeah. into like a total sniper. I love that shit. A hundred
1: percent. I remember too, like with that would game, uh, falling too. Like you're mentioning all the little spikes too. And like, I don't really know what the heights would be. So it's like a single unit, your guy, like your snake could jump up one, one unit. If you sell more than two, you buy.
0: Yeah, that, oh, fuck, that's right. That was such crap, too. Yeah, that it was, you were just, like, fucking random fall. Fuck off. This game just kills you. Like, this game's designed like it's a fucking arcade game designed to eat your quarters. Everything in this fucking 100% game 100% it you.
1: was. There was time limits for 99 seconds to get through the level
0: yeah oh dude and like oh and do you remember so like you'd find the little balls you had to eat but sometimes they would be bombs but you wouldn't be able to tell until after a couple of seconds and then you'd realize like oh fuck that's that's a bomb and if you were near the bomb when it went off it would damage you and take away more of your body and so you're on this fucking stupid timer and you need to get big enough to trigger the scale to get out but everything in the goddamn level hurts you and i remember yeah like playing it as kids and being like okay combined we're heavy enough to open this fucking bell but then on our way to the bell one of us would to get hit by a blowing up dot or something and then we'd have to go back into the level to get more dots to get big enough to trigger the bell and then someone else would get fucking hurt and then that stupid timer would start triggering and then you're waiting by the machine that spits the balls out to eat balls to get big enough to trigger the bell and then it just keeps spitting out fucking bombs oh That's
1: all the fucking do bombs bombs and bombs and they never put them near the end of the level so you got hit by the second last bad guy. Right, you had to run back 20 seconds
0: oh god yeah it was you were fucked if you got to the end of the level and you didn't have much time left and you took damage you were fucked you had no you were done there's no way you were and getting you banned.
1: couldn't uh you couldn't overeat like it, you could keep eating but you would never gain any more like girth to your snake
0: so nah. you couldn't
1: try to have like extra segments to buy extra hits
0: yeah and you couldn't like save dots like you couldn't like if they spit out a bunch of good dots you couldn't just leave them all on the stage and walk away because they would get away and oh, they, yeah. As
1: soon as they were off the screen, they're gone.
0: Yeah. Cause you'd go into like the bonus levels where it would start spitting out dots and those things would fucking fly around. Um, cause that was something else about this game. I still want to get into the enemies cause I, there's some fucked up enemies. But this game oh, has yeah. like tons of, tons of secrets, like secret levels and, uh some of them were easy to find and some of them were tough to find and in the first couple levels they were just something to do but in the later levels they were a godsend because it was hard to find the dots you needed and so you'd go into one of those bonus levels and usually it would spit out like red blue red blue yellow like four or five dots and they'd be going super fast exactly and and it'd be like the
1: yellow ball moves like the
0: speed of light oh just it'd be just no it's fucking just like the yellow truck at rc pro-am that we've ranted about before and like they would go so fast, and you'd have to get as much out of them as you could, and then it would take you back to the main world where something would fucking hurt you again. Oh fuck me! Um, so okay, I, we should talk about the enemies. They're, <laughs> they're, <laughs> the
1: enemies, like they were on drugs when they designed the enemies of this game. Dude, or the what guy, the like, fuck? Had some really weird fetishes or something.
0: The normalist <laughs> enemy in this game is the bomb ball. The bomb ball that you have to eat. There is, off the top of my head. There's a giant foot that just stumbles around the, uh, that just tries to land on you and kill, kill, killing I mean, it is satisfying. You know,
1: in the first couple levels, if you kill the giant foot, you got a one up. And then, of course, after like the fifth level, every time you kill the giant foot, it drops a one up that turned into a bomb ball.
0: What a trolling <laughs> sack of shit! This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. Um, there was the toilet seat that just ran around in circles trying to eat you.
1: Like yeah, you just... the toilet seat was really weird as well. Yeah, that's <laughs> all
0: it would do. It would just spit around in circles and fucking try to eat you. Those are the two. The jaws thing. Oh, I hate so. Oh, it even
1: had the jaws music that. But... Yeah. As he
0: got closer to you. Yeah, it was <laughs> such a load of crap. Like you'd fall in the water, and again, you don't like. <sighs> In the early levels, you wouldn't swim; you would just skim the surface of the water. In the later yeah, the levels, you go. Levels, in. Yeah. in the later levels, you'd end up in the water, and then Jaws would leave you alone. But in those first couple levels, yeah, you'd end up down on the water, and as soon as you landed in the water, yeah, Josh is right. Like in a blatant fucking. I, well, okay, I don't want to say I don't want to criticize somebody for stealing music from something else because I may or may not use games music in every episode I do, but like the fucking <laughs> Jaws music would be like and then this fucking it. It looked like a, like, um...
1: It was just like its eyes and its jaws sticking out of the water. You didn't see anything
0: else. Yeah, it was like a bear trap. Like a circle with, like, the claws on it. exactly. And it would just scrim across the water. And if it got underneath you, it'd be like, whomp! And then you'd shoot up in the air and lose one of your fucking body balls and have to go hiking back. Well, you
1: could use that in the first couple worlds to get some of the secrets.
0: Oh! That's right, yeah. Because, like... You can only there's jump like so a high. one up
1: and like a clock, I think, in the first world. You can get.
0: Yeah, and that's what you would and do. I think is the
1: second world was just another one up or something?
0: Yeah, you'd let jaws. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you would let jaws bite you, and he would spring you up in the air, and then you'd fucking get up there, and then you could yeah get the uh, get the items and stuff. Do you remember? Well,
1: of course, the item is surrounded by spikes. Of course so. it is, and it's impossible and said, to fucking uh... land. On.
0: And then, do you remember? I can't. I think it's level two. I can't remember though. There is a there's a level where there's like running water and you have to like it's like waterfalls and then water like rolling to the end of the level and there's off a few of, the cliff. of them
1: but level two had them yeah
0: and you had to like jump and from the platform was
1: ridiculous
0: yeah you had to jump from like platform to platform to platform without falling into the water because if you did that current was so fast it would just sweep you off the end of the level and you would die but doing these tight jumps was so fucking challenging and you had to ring the bell first then get up there, then climb across all these platforms on this stupid waterfall, then drop down to the door full spikes, and it was like level two, and you'd end up, and every fucking time you'd end up falling into the stupid current water and get swept off the side. whoa, motherfucker, man! Well,
1: like, I find that game's difficulty was funny because like level one was easy, two was like average, three started to get hard, and then it got ridiculous after that.
0: Yeah, I yeah by level four or five you're fucked. It's impossible. Um, Oh my God. It fucking used to make me so goddamn mad fucking game. Like, but the thing is like, I'm thinking about it now. I don't know what other choice you would have if you wanted to make that. Like, I know the isometric weird 45 degree 3d shit fucking controls or we, the camera, everything. I don't know what other way you could have made it. It's almost like, it's like Hubert. Like if you've ever played Hubert, I know you have, cause we had it as a kid. Uh, I fucking hated
1: Hubert. Yeah. Well, cause it handles
0: really weird. But I don't know how else you could make it. And with Snake Rattle and Roll, you couldn't really make it like traditional up, down, left, right. I don't know if it would work. Like, it it kind of needs those weird controls. To me, it just plays more like an arcade game that you'd play with a joystick than something you try to play with an NES. It does seem like when
1: you would play more with a joystick. I used, we used to have a joystick for like airplane games uh, uh, for the NES, and I've tried it with that. And it actually did make it a bit easier.
0: Yeah, I would think it is. Like, I, lo- I adore the NES controller. Like, I... It's so simple, it's it's kind of beautiful in it's like in its simplicity. But it's just really difficult to do 45 degree weird angles with that fucking up, down, left, right, D pad. Um like it just doesn't quite control well enough for that shit. Uh so I don't know. I, I like I don't know what else they could have done. Th- I don't know. Like if I This game is so weird because if I played this game for the first time today, I can't decide if I would love it because it's such an odd game. Or if I would just completely rage out and be like, "This is broken, and it doesn't fucking work." I don't. I. I don't you, know.
1: You would enjoy it for the first level because it's like Nintendo pats your head, and then the second level they kind of push you out of the nest. And by like I said, by the third, fourth level. Yeah,
0: you're <laughs> that's right. Nintendo's yeah. attitude. It, it like that. Even this. Like I would. I would go as far as to say the set. Like the end of the second level where you're trying to climb that waterfall to get out. That's when the game starts to be like, Oh, I hope you had fun. Uh, because now we're going to fuck you up. Like it's, they, they yeah, took it Pretty easy. much.
1: That was the announcement of that. Like, yeah. I don't know if you noticed too, they did that isometric view because you're actually climbing a mountain. And if oh you actually look in the game, when you're playing level one, if you look up above level one, you can see level four. And then, when you're in level two, level three is above you, and then you can see down likewise, and you can keep seeing upwards <laughs> the mountain as you're climbing. <laughs>
0: I never thought of that Oh my god And that's why Once
1: you pass level 8 Everything is ice world Because you're at the top of the mountain
0: And that's why level 1 You can't fall Because you're at the bottom of the mountain There's just water there Exactly
1: Same with 2 Because like 1 would be on one side of the mountain 2 would be on the other Yeah yeah And then at the end of 2
0: Yeah at the end of level 2 You've climbed up the waterfall a bit So now you're off the ground Holy fuck That just blew my mind I never thought of that (laughs) Holy shit Wow You're a fucking nerd How did you fucking figure that out? I did back when I was a kid. <laughs> Fuck you, you did, You piece of shit.
1: Well, I did because I was using the Game Genie where you get this uh, a super jump button and it allow you to launch right up and you could like get out of level one right to level four, but then the game would like glitch all to hell.
0: I do remember, yeah. I do remember seeing the like future, the the further in levels above the early levels. But frankly, I always just thought it was like a glitch in like the game. I never put together that like, oh no, you're climbing up. Oh. Well, then like. Uh, well, no, never mind. I was going to say, well, I think then what? It was
1: like 10 to 15 years ago, somebody I saw somebody took pictures of all the levels and then put them all together in a giant image, and it showed quite clearly the mountain.
0: Okay. Because I was going to say, well, then, like, fuck, if you fall off, like, level four, why can't you just drop me back into level one? But to be honest, I think I would rather... I, I would...
1: That would make the game fucking ridiculous. Yeah,
0: I would have been <laughs> even madder.
1: <laughs> oh, if you slipped in level eight, go right back to the beginning.
0: Yeah, uh, I... Yeah, <laughs> that you're right. That probably would have just pissed me off even more. Um... I'd be remiss, too, if I didn't talk about... I will say, like, this game controls weird, and that weird isometric camera doesn't really do you any favors as far as gameplay. But, like, for an NES game, I actually think... it This is a pretty good-looking video game. Like, I'm not a graphics snob, and they... It's weird. Like, this game... Almost plays like a dream with all the weird random shit that they throw into it, like the foot. Oh yeah,
1: bouncing mushrooms and shit too. I remember was one of the bad guys. Yeah,
0: yeah, or like the teeth, like the chattering, like the wind-up teeth that would fucking run around and bite you. But at the same time, like, like let's I mean let's call a spade a spade. Like you and I have both played a lot of NES, and I love the NES. There are some ugly fucking games. Oh uh, the NES. Oh, 100 percent This is a this is a pretty good looking video game. Like it's really bright and colorful. It's it's easy to look at. I like it. Um, and I
1: gotta say, like like most of the NES games, even though they only had like the eight bit, sixteen bit shit to it, they had a pretty decent amount of like I guess uplifting music to it, like it's oh, the game.
0: I think this game is one of the better soundtracks on the on the oh, 100%. NES. Like I can still hear the music from like the first level or like the the fucking the title song like all have already played them in this podcast by the time you josh and i haven't listened to it yet because i put the music in right at the end but if, if you're listening to this episode then you've heard the music uh the music it's it's frankly i think the music kind of like everything about this game sets it up to be like it should be easy like it looks like a children's game it sounds like a children's game the cover features these two like they're not scary looking snakes. They're like bright, colorful, happy. Like they look like fucking Fisher price snakes with like, there's a giant foot behind them. Like everything looks so nice and tra la 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 on the cover. And then you fire it up and it looks like playing a Saturday morning cartoon. And then it just fucking annihilates you. Um, it's bullshit. That's actually a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. But like, when you look at ga- like I'm just, just, I mean, it's apples to oranges, but, like, think about NES games like 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 uh, like Ghostbusters. Like, Con- even Contra. Oh, yeah. Listen, I love the Contra games, but, like, this game looks substantially better than the Contra games. Like, this is a good-looking NES game.
1: Yeah, it's, it's quite clear. It's not very pixelated, actually.
0: Not at all. No, it's really bright and colorful. It just... Just fucking... It's just impossibly like, honestly, difficult.
1: it looks like it almost looks like it belonged on the Super Nintendo.
0: Yeah. I was thinking that too. Like a lot of the, maybe not so much the, like it's funny because actually the characters that look the worst in this game are snake or are rattle and roll the two snakes, but like the backgrounds and the enemies and stuff. Yeah. I, I you could convince me that this was a very early Super Nintendo game. Um, oh, hundred
1: percent. Yeah. Over,
0: yeah. Over being an NES game. Uh, and like you said, the, Oh my God, the music is so good. I love the music in this game. Now, I wanted to ask you because but when we were talking off air before we got started, uh you said you've gotten to the final boss.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I've beaten it with the cheat code, but without cheat codes I have once made it to the boss.
0: What is I've never gotten through like the swimming spots. It's 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 really, really fucking disappointing, my opinion,
1: because you get to the swimming level. Then you gotta go through an even more ridiculous ice level where the balls are little helicopters, which are almost impossible to get. And, like, you slide like 300 times worse. But then once you get to the boss, you just play on, like, this one little, not a little square, but a square that takes up your screen. And it's just a giant foot that doesn't freeze when you hit him. And he bounces in the same, like, four spots. And all you have to do is time out and chase him.
0: That's the wait. So the final like, boss they, is just a giant foot?
1: It's the giant foot that you've already fought in every other level.
0: Wow. Unless there was something
1: else that I missed after that, but, I mean, I, I beat him after a while, and <laughs> getting to him, way harder. And then you get there, and it was, it was disappointing a little bit. What
0: a load of crap. Are you kidding? That's the final boss? Is just a fucking <laughs> foot?
1: It's the same stupid enemy that you've fought in every other level, pretty much.
0: Get out of here. When one hit
1: kills you, so that's about it.
0: Snake, rattle, and roll, final boss. Oh, my God. It's just that fucking foot. What a load of balls. Get the fuck out of here. That's garbage. Fuck this. That just cost this game points. What a load of crap. All it is like is... The... I said,
1: that was a while back when I got to him, but I remember fighting him, and like I kept thinking, like, okay, I'm going to beat this guy, and then, you know, some face is going to appear in the background that's going to get hard as hell or something. Like, yeah. No, getting to them that last level on pure ice was like almost impossible.
0: Oh god, the I first can't time imagine. I
1: did it. It was on my computer, and I used save states the very first time to try to learn the level of it, and then I just tried to go straight through it.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine playing this game uh, on ice. Oh my god! I'm just looking at images of this game. I forgot. Yeah, like some of these later levels. Oh, so fuck! So fuck! Oh, so- like I
1: remember. I pretty much almost have the whole damn game memorized I'm, I'm horrible for that there's a few games for any ass that are like
0: that i'm looking at images now and i forgot there's like a couple levels where you're basically just going like across a really narrow platform but it's like platform water platform water platform water platform water like a really narrow ledge pardon me not like a platform Oh,
1: that's the uh the pink level you're at level seven i think a-
0: and the, and the water is pink, uh yellow orange and the water is the current and so if you fall off your platform it's uh and then when you get, and then yep. you have to like, you get to the end of uh, the ledge, turn around, like do a yui, and then come back on the other way. And if you fall, you're back down on the first one to do it all over again. What a tease of a. What's and when
1: your- you're on those both spots, is that the height is too high for you to jump up, so you actually have to go in the current. And keep tapping the button to fight the current until like a spray of water comes out
0: and oh. shoots you up in the air. And for oh, and for those of you that haven't played it, like this is the same company that makes Battletoads. This is the same company that makes fucking RC Pro-Am, which is a great game. Also uses that weird camera angle and also cheats and just fucks you up all the time. Rare, like... 100% RC does. Once Rare got to the Super Nintendo and started making Donkey Kong Country, then they started playing nice. But their NES games are <laughs> fucking vicious. I just realized that like I love RC Pro-Am Snake Rattle and Roll and Battletoads but all I mean all three of those games are just obnoxiously difficult I've never beaten any of those games actually I don't think RC Pro-Am actually ever ends no it probably just loops but I've never gotten through every race in it so that's what I would consider beating it fucking brutal but like at least
1: you know, snake, Rattle and roll, it did have an end. It was kind of a disappointing end. what a
0: joke. Just the stupid foot. Pound sand. Um, yeah, other than that though, I don't know. Like, I just really, I, like I say, I don't know if I'd like it now, but, I'll always be nostalgic for this game because I just, I spent so much time playing it as a kid. Like, I can still hear the music in my mind. Frankly, like, I feel like this could have been a bigger franchise. I don't,
1: I don't know. Like, I think they could have made more of it. Easily, they could have. It right? was such a simple game design.
0: Like, I'm looking right now, and there is a Sega Genesis version, which actually looks fucking sick. Like, it's, like graphics-wise, I looks awesome. I did not know about that one. Yeah, it looks awesome. There's, like, a Game Boy off too, that looks like crap. But it's just... Like, Battletoads caught on for a little while and then died. Um, and RC Pro-Am, I guess they had RC Pro-Am, too, and then it kind of died. But, like, just... You look at this game and you're like, it's got like snake rattle and roll is a great name for a video game. And they're like, they're, they're cute little characters and they stand out. Like they'd be totally marketable. Like I could see these guys having like a cartoon show. Like I'm surprised they didn't do more with it. Maybe it didn't sell well. I don't know. Like it reviewed well, like I'm reading their Wikipedia page right now. And it's got like eighties and nineties scores. Um, IGN ranked at number 32 in their top 100 NES games list. You know, though,
1: thinking as kids, I don't think any of our friends actually own that game. No. We didn't even own it as kids, I think, actually. I thought we rented it for a long time, and then we finally found it.
0: Yeah, I I know we used to rent it a lot, yeah. Um, I just, you know, and like, and yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe the problem with that, it's just the NES had so much... Let's, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. There's a lot of crap on the NES. Like, I love the NES, but there is a lot of crap (laughs) on the NES. And I think sometimes the good games that weren't big names... Frankly, like this is one of those games that is better than some of the games that did that sold way better than it because the other games had you know like Who Framed Roger Rabbit or Back to the Future or Dick Tracy or Ghostbusters or Jaws or like they had a big name on the cover so they sold better. That's and then true, it, yeah.
1: And this one was just something some random guy probably did drugs one night and came up with this game. Yeah,
0: it looks <laughs> like something you came up with in two days, but like I would argue it's better than some of those other games. I know that I'm going to take shit for that because I know there's a a, a a a small but vocal minority in our community that loves fucking Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Dick Tracy. I know you like those games too. I fucking hate those games. I actually have both of those games. Ah, they fucking suck. <laughs> like I hate they Ghostbusters. Suck. I love it, but I They're fucking fine, hate them. But it. they suck. <laughs> Snake Rattle and Roll is a good fucking game, man. I love this stupid game. If you've never played it uh i think the only place it's available these days unless you're emulating it which i'm not going to tell you not to do i don't care what you do but it is on the rare replay collection on xbox so i wouldn't recommend buying rare replay just for this game but if you already have rare replay or if you have game pass rare replays included with it uh it's a good collection and this game's worth just trying it once or twice just to see because i truly feel like this is one of the hidden gems on the nes it is.
1: It's one of those games that will drive you fucking nuts after a little bit.
0: Yeah. Oh, it'll drive you fucking crazy, and you'll never beat it. But it's. It is a. It is a charming little game. Like, so they made RC. Rare made RC Pro Am in 1987, and then they made this in 1990. I think RC Pro Am is the better game, but I don't think this is too far behind RC Pro Am as far as quality goes personally well,
1: i could agree to that rc was a fun game but
0: yeah i think rc's the better game but either way
1: um it had more to it just make, like you said snake Rob and roll is the advantage you had with it is that it was all the secrets in that game At Least there was lots to do
0: yeah there was lots to find and like, and stuff
1: yeah. you know i don't know about other people but i used to always in level one because i knew where all the extra time pieces things were and i would wait till like the last second to grab it so i could go back and eat more and i I would get, like, you know, 400 times the points I get in that level. That oh, yeah. Again,
0: and then you'd, like, <laughs> stock up on lives with all the points and need them for the later levels because the later levels are going to... Oh, yeah, they're up. gone. By level four, you've already burned them all off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you needed them to get to level four, yeah. Uh yeah, and then, I'm, like
1: you said, after you hit, like, level four or level five, there's no more one up, there's no more
0: extra continues, they all turn into fucking bombs. I'm so mad about that, boss. <laughs> um, All right. Do you have any? Is there anything we forgot before we score this thing and wrap it up? Is there anything that I forgot about this game that you're thinking of that you're like, oh, we should bring that up? I think we've covered pretty not, well everything. No,
1: like, not that I can think of. I mean, if you ever want to see a cool image? Try to find that one where they combined all the levels. To serve I the just,
0: mountains. I just saw it. Yeah, that is pretty sick. I can't believe I never fucking realized that until now. That looks fucking sick. Yeah, that'd make a cool poster. All the levels on top of each other like, like that. Like even
1: the water interlinks through it all. It's actually yeah. cool.
0: yeah, that's fucking incredible. I can't believe they. I never thought of that. Oh, man, I'm dumb. Um, I feel like they just made that a huge map and then
1: realized that it was going to be impossible and cut it into, like, levels.
0: Yeah, well, if you split into levels and you eliminate, then, like, that's your load screens, right? You know, it's 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 a way to load load screens up. Um, All right, well, we got to score this thing. Uh, It says there's 11 levels. So, I don't know. Let's try that. Let's score it out of 11. That seems fair. If you were scoring Snake, Rattle, and Roll out of 11, what would you give it?
1: Out of eleven, I'd probably give it like a a seven or eight for the fun level, but it's gonna have to lose a couple of points because it will drive you mentally insane if you actually want to try to get more than past like level four.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it. If I didn't have nostalgia for this game, it'd be a six out of eleven at best. But I just oh, have... Yeah,
1: it got some points for nostalgia. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's got that childhood charm, so I'm gonna give it. I'll give it a seven. It's I I like it. It's it's just I. So okay, so I'll I'll ask you this before we close. Then I always go to Bart versus the Space Mutants as my example of a crappy NES game that I love too much to not like. Even like I can look past ninety percent of its flaws just because I I grew up with it. I love it anyways. Like it's obviously not a good game, but I still have a soft no, spot. that for game it.
1: was hard as hell. I think I've only ever got to like level four.
0: <laughs> uh, well, there's there you go. Then there's my flex. I can beat fucking Bart versus the Space Mutants. So there you go. Uh, do you think did you think this game is better or worse than Bart versus the Space Mutants?
1: I think the play of it would be a little bit better, but, I mean, the other one's got old-school Simpsons,
0: which yeah. can top almost anything. Yeah, if it wasn't for The Simpsons, this would be a better game than Bart versus The Space Mutants. So, um, all right, well, that's... Fuck yeah. All right, well, I'm glad we fucking finally covered fucking Snake Rattle and Roll on this show. And we finally got the younger Blank on the show. So all of you that have been asking now, he does exist, he is fucking real, and he has confirmed that I am a spaz uh, when it comes to video games. So uh josh thanks for doing this and uh maybe we'll get you on the show again uh down the road and we'll talk about another i don't know maybe we'll talk about fucking who framed roger rabbit or one of those shitty games that i hate that i know you like but thanks yeah, for
1: one of my old ones was tubin that was a good one.
0: Oh, tubin i fucking love tubin's a good fucking video game though yeah. um tubin's better than this game by a mile anyways easily, easily. uh good stuff man thanks for doing this i appreciate it
1: oh yeah no worries
0: that's gonna do it for this week's episode josh thank you so much for giving me a call and talking snake rattle and roll it was a pleasure to have you on the show and we'll do it again soon and every single one of you geeks listening to this right now whether this was your first remember the game or your 204th remember the game thank you so much for listening and thank you for making us the number one video game podcast in canada and the bahamas for some fucking reason we're number one in the bahamas now i don't There must be one person down there listening to this. So if that's you, thank you so much for putting us to the top of the charts. I appreciate it. If you're thinking, man, this actually was not the worst podcast I've ever heard. First of all, you need to listen to more podcasts. But second of all, leave us a nice review on whatever uh, podcast service you're using. I'm not sure exactly what reviews do, but I know the good podcasts ask for them. So I'm going to ask for one as well. And if you're thinking, I would love to hear more of this guy's sultry, somewhat pubescent, prepubescent voice. Uh, maybe consider supporting us on patreon membership started just two dollars a month and you get two additional podcasts every week plus instant access to over 200 archived episodes you can download right onto your phone plus you can join our discord you can write into the show you'll get a shout out all kinds of value patreon.com remember the game just if you're hearing this in the last couple days of june or in any month wait until the first of the following month because you get charged the day you sign up you get charged on the first of the month so don't don't sign up on the 30th because you'll get hit again 24 hours later. And I don't want to rip you off, so only sign up once, okay? Uh, don't forget our 20% off merchandise sale is still running until July 1st. You can go to rememberthegamepodcast.com to check that out. And I am on Twitch whenever I can get on there. tv slash game if you want to swing by and say hi. That's going to do it for this week's episode. I'm going to shout out some Patreons and get the hell out of here. I'll be back tomorrow for all of our Patreons with expansion pass number 117, where I break down the games I refuse to play. It'll be game patch 96.0 on Friday, and I'll be back next week with a whole nother juicy slab of podcast because this is all I do with my life now. Take it easy, everybody. I'll talk to you again later. Cheers. Goodbye. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are subscribed at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher over at patreon.com slash rememberthegame, and I'd like to take a moment to thank them all personally and fuck up a bunch of their names. So a massive thank you to... Makeshift mallow magic money manure the first Joe Buck sharonic Andre keys and a stupid arrow handle James Clark Dave McG DNA Gaming Slick Rick Doug Dorn Charlie Maderos Andrew Wright Jordan the good enough gamer on YouTube Fraser Burns Little Bunny Fufu eighty nine Angry Ticks Dave Thompson No one cares Brandon O'Brien Aaron Lawson Matt McLean Nathan Trombley A Town Morgan Zane Donovan Ryan Kinchen Mike Maloney G nine PSX Raging Demon Wolfgang Darren Sam Wright Andy Hudson Chris Copland, Doogie, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny C, C D C, Joe LeBlanc, Squints, Titan 420, zonko 504, Russell Aldridge, Jeff Bergeron, Captain N, Game Nomad, Misi, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Just a Fish, Noob Q, Super Dad Bros Podcast, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Untakar, Matthew D'Amico, Frosty Feet 492, Triple 3, Austin Cook, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Ray Sam Wontongo, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalp, Phil McCracken, Trav H, Mizuru, Nicholas Chaffee, David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Riley Turvey, Jake Carter, Mexican Johnny, C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Nikola, Munch Macucci, Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed Sawstrich, Evolva, Sean Ramos, Boston Sword, DB Cooper, Stud Still Smash, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Solid Rake, Brant Hewitt, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Aaron Mitson, Decoy Man, John Jameson, Wyatt the Surgeon Who's Not Actually a Surgeon, Ro, Tyler Nightmare, Blaine the Hoagie Man, D- Terry Douglas, Benjamin Swiller, Pet My Peef Podcast, Tristan Teen the Great, Hagel Waffle, Esteban Navarro. KH Jimothy Joe Stone Chris Williams Nicole Novak Cody Richardson General Fury Salty by Design Jason War Work- Workman Dem Boys on the Roof. Oh what the fuck? LOL Max Lagroom James Juan Francesco, The Jamaican Nightmare, Matt Hamilton, Nomad, James Black, Sam Carpenter, Nerdy Hybrid, Tug Jones, Adam Fletcher, Colin Bollinger, Justified01, Lucas Charleston, Joey Mercury, You Look My Butt, IR Jackal, Therand, Thir- Isaias, Tech Mage 299, Timmy the Exuberant, Turtle, Lance Jones, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Radioactive Man, Big Poppy Logan, Phoenix 783, Vega Versio, Tally 311, and Michael Fuck Michael, I can't say your goddamn last name. I was doing so good michael b damn it thank you all so much for the support you're the best talk to you next week purple monkey dishwasher